For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Wednesday morning. And we were discussing in the first hour, New Bedford Light has the report, but it's been quiet about it. Uh, you know, nobody's really been talking much about it and no press releases or anything have been put out. They probably will be once contracts are signed, but uh, the school committee has decided to make interim superintendent Andrew O'Leary the permanent superintendent which is a fantastic move, in my opinion. The right move to not have a nationwide search that would cost, I think the cost estimate was somewhere around $50,000, if I remember correctly. I don't know if, I don't know why that number's in my head, but, you know, the idea of having to spend the time and the money to go through this process when you think you already have the right person here already, it just seems like an exercise in futility. And um, I understood Mayor Mitchell's point when he first talked about wanting to have that search. But I also think uh, he was smart to say, you know, I walk that back and say, you know, we've got the, the right person here. And I've seen enough in his time as interim superintendent to say, you know, we should be able to go forward with him as the permanent superintendent. And, and who knows? He might have been thinking that same thing all along. And, you know, just this is part of the process to say we are going to have a nationwide search, even though, you know, in your heart already, you don't need to do that. It's, it could just be the politics of it all, but uh, either way, uh, Andrew O'Leary will be the permanent superintendent. And I think is a great person to lead the school department forward based on not only the work that he's done as interim superintendent, but the work that he has done uh, overall and all of his time in New Bedford. So I am uh, very excited to see what the future holds in that regard. And then we talked about that crazy story out of Townsend, Mass. We'll probably talk some more about that later on this morning. But if you want to react to it, the woman who attempted to kill her husband, allegedly attempted to kill her husband with poison soup because a catfish situation in which she thought she was talking to a soap opera star who scammed her out of $8,000 and was trying to talk her into killing her husband so that they could, I guess, steal the life insurance money. Wild. Next time I'm sitting at home and I get a text from Taylor Swift and it says, hi, it's Taylor Swift. Can you uh, give me your bank account passcode? I'll say, absolutely, Taylor Swift. By the way, would you like me to make some soup for anybody? By the, speaking of Taylor Swift, uh, in one of the biggest non-story stories I think I've ever seen, uh, WPRI, I believe it was, had the story of how much it cost to have Taylor Swift 
get a state police escort when she went to Gillette Stadium to see her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, play the Patriots. I, I think we've gotten to the point now where media organizations are, they just realize that if they just put Taylor Swift's name in a headline, they're going to get you know a certain amount of views and, and ad revenue dollars for putting that story out. So they're just going to put out any Taylor Swift story that they possibly can. It's, it's a non-story because the cost of the police escort was $1,600. I think it was like $400 per trooper. $1,600. Not a big deal. It was a detail, so it wasn't like they were pulled off regular duty. And Robert Kraft paid for it anyway, as he does for anybody that needs an escort to get to Gillette Stadium. So... They made a big deal and made an, and again, I love WPRI. I'm not trying to trash them at all here, but I'm just like, so what? As I'm reading the story, $1,600 Robert Kraft paid for Taylor Swift to get a, an escort to Gillette Stadium. And, and actually they had her, I think that's just the Rhode Island bill because she was escorted to the border from TF Green and then Massachusetts State Police picked her up at the border and, you know, accompanied her from the border to Gillette Stadium. Again, big deal. You know what they're not putting in this story? Is how many other celebrities have come in and gotten the same thing. I don't know that when John Bon Jovi comes to Gillette Stadium that he requires a state police escort. But if he did, do you know how much it would cost? $1,600, $400 per trooper. It'd be the same thing. But again, I don't know that John Bon Jovi needs state police escort. I think if people saw John Bon Jovi driving by in a, in, a, in, a, in a car, in a limo, even if he was just in a regular vehicle and you could see him in the backseat being driven to, to Gillette Stadium, I think people would be like, oh, hey, look, it's John Bon Jovi. Hi, John Bon Jovi. They're not going to attempt to pull the vehicle over or follow them like uh, people would with Taylor Swift. So I don't know. I just was scratching my head at, at the story. I can tell you the biggest in all my years of, of covering Patriots games, there was only one person that ever attended a Patriots game that changed the dynamic of the way things operated at the stadium. And that was when former President George H.W. Bush came to a game. Heightened security. That was actually the first time that I had ever been ushered into the stadium through the security checkpoint with bomb-sniffing dogs and armed soldiers as part of it. And then that actually became kind of commonplace. Probably right around that same time, if not shortly after, every game they had dogs that were sniffing your stuff before you came through. They had armed National Guard or armed police or, or somebody. And I'm not, when I say armed, I don't mean like they had a sidearm. I mean they're holding a weapon in their hand. They took that very seriously. 
But I'm I'm pretty sure that Taylor Swift was probably less important coming to Gillette Stadium than 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 a former president. And I'm probably sure that it cost more than fourteen hundred dollars to get him there. Maybe it was sixteen hundred. I forget how much it was. So there's a speaking of celebrities, there's a local celebrity. We don't really talk about her too much on WBSM and even on Fun 107, but because she won't return our phone calls. But she's a local person who has gone on to huge social media fame. Her name is Michaela Noguera. She's from Freetown. And she, over the pandemic, you know, early on the pandemic, she started a TikTok account and started posting makeup tutorial videos. And she's very, very talented with makeup. And her videos took off in popularity. And she became very well known. She now has 15 million followers on TikTok alone. She has signed endorsement deals with makeup companies. She has her own line of makeup products. She has hung out with celebrities. And not like, you know, oh, here's a picture of her at a photo op with a celebrity. And then she's trying to pass it off as, oh, look, here's just me and Gwen Stefani hanging out. No, no. She like makes videos with these celebrities. She's been invited to all kinds of special events, trips making tons of money. Her wedding last year covered by People Magazine. I mean, she has become a sensation. And she does it, she got attention for herself because she uses an accent in her videos. Again, aside from her makeup talents, but she uses a an accent in her videos that she claims is her real accent. Uh, Now, let me tell you what the connection is here. She's our former intern. She interned here with us for a summer. I want to say 2017 or 18 maybe. But she was an intern for an entire summer, worked with me the whole summer, had a desk in my office, wrote articles and content for, you know, WBSM.com and for Fun107.com. And if you remember, that was the summer that Drag Queen Storytime started to become a thing. Barry wrote an article in which he was blasting Drag Queen Storytime. And she came to me and said, she was a college student at, at Bryant University. She came to me and said, can I write a counterpiece to that? Because we had had her working on, you know, general articles, not really opinion pieces. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, if you've got something to say. And she did such a great job on that article. And Barry was so impressed with it, he invited her to come on the show, and they spent an entire hour going back and forth and debating whether or not there should be drag queen story time. And it was, whether no matter how you feel about the issue, it was a fascinating hour of radio. And when callers would call in, and and some of them called in and, and tried to attack her, She hung right in there, and she was very good. And we said to her, like, hey, if this is something that you want to do, we think this this could be something in your future. And she came into the, the internship, you know, saying, 
radio is kind of my fallback plan for a career. I'd really like to do makeup. But I remember saying, how do you do makeup professionally? How is, how is that a job? Whoops. What do I know? 15 million followers and millions of dollars later. Look at her now. But the whole time that she was here, she didn't talk like she does in these videos, even though she claims that that's her real voice and she was using a radio voice here. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I'm not trying to throw shade on her. I, you found something that works and, you know, that's your that's your character. That's your gimmick. I don't fault you for that. People do that all the time on social media. I'm just saying that's just my opinion on it. People have found that video of her being with Barry and have tried to use that to expose her as a fraud. It's It's a character. It's a gimmick. Michaela makeup is not the same as Michaela the person. You know, it's a it's an amped it's I'm a pro wrestling fan, right? The best pro wrestling characters are when you take your natural personality and just amp it up a bit and 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 make it into a bit of a gimmick. And that's that's all that she did. So you're gonna hear her talking in that voice. But she put out a video uh yesterday where I guess this is like a trend that they've been doing on TikTok where you're asked to rate your former jobs. And so she rated all of her former jobs and she got to working at the radio. And I want to just play for you what she had to say about working here. And finally, radio. I, I went to school to do radio. I, I loved radio. I interned in radio. And that is what I wanted to do with my future before this happened to me. And they told me as well, like, you have a place in radio, but like... Four out of ten. Working in radio taught me that I wanted nothing to do with radio. <laughs> and last four out of ten. Four out of ten. Working here. Four out of ten. Working in radio. And to be fair, she came in wanting to to work at Fun 107. And at the time, you know, we were looking for interns for WBSM and we were clear about that. But four out of ten, come on. It's better than that. But much better than that. She worked at Tropical Smoothie. She rated that 10 out of 10. Nothing against Tropical Smoothie, but compared to sitting here writing stories and talking behind a microphone versus having to make smoothies and wait on people at the drive through window all the time, that's a 10 or a 4? Come on. Of course, it's all just in jest. I, I wish her all the best, and I'm glad she's having so much success. Just wish she'd come back on the air and talk to us about it. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. What, what's shaking, Playboy? What's happening? How you doing? So uh, I was thinking you should tell everybody about, I saw a picture of you dressed as a kid, dressed like Donnie Osmond. And I couldn't believe it. I said, dude, you're, you're adorable. You said that everybody sees that picture. That, that, that wasn't a picture of me. There's no pictures of me from when I was a kid. Of Donnie Osmond? No, where uh, there's no pictures of me as a kid, even on the internet. There's like well, one or two photos I put up of, of uh, like my family when we were younger, but I'm not dressed as Donny Osmond. Well, then I guess it must be um, Rip Taylor. I don't know who. who was oh, it? Or, know. or what might have happened, Lamone, is that was just my regular clothes, and you thought I was dressed as Donny Osmond. <laughs> well, but then you were a kid though too, so you know, you know your your sense of style. Was still childlike. So well, my, my mom is a huge Donny Osmond fan, so I wouldn't be surpri surprised if she tried to dress me as him, and I just didn't realize that that's what was going on. 
because your hair was a little curly like that, and you had a little microphone, stuff like that. You, you, you're glittery and stuff like that. You know, like, you no, know, that, I don't, that, I've never seen that. That, that. That's not me. If that's what's in the photo, that's not me. Well, then they lied. Sorry, that, that Matt, other Matt, not, not Matt Money's other Matt. So, so that's terrible. So, okay, so that's good. So are you, are you, what are your plans? Do you think your mom, do you know he's coming back here to... Las Vegas, Donny Yeah, I don't know if they're. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on going out there to see him. They, they usually see them when they come around here. I guess Donnie and Marie are fighting again. I don't know. Well, then I guess they're uh, doing their own things. You know, she's doing something else. That's like, for instance, like uh, like Hall and Oates. You know, uh, Daryl Hall has a lawsuit against uh, John Oates right now, yeah. so he can't play any of their music. And I've been to I've been to Daryl's house. Twice, spent spend five days of life, and so that's not that far away from you. So I'm thinking that's the one I'm in uh, upstate New York, right? Yes, sir. So I'm thinking, like you know, after I go past Attica, you know, Attica, I'd have to come down through there. So did uh, so did you? You saw uh, you saw UNLV play last. You were sleeping probably by the time the game one blew off. Yeah, no, I that's didn't my, see that's it. My, well, I so I had a parlay. That I that I won I won two hundred dollars on parlay off of like six off like six dollars, and so that was really good. And I feel and so that's like I heard you, the other guy on the phone earlier saying, "Oh, but somebody bring give bring him good luck and wish him good luck and changing his whole day." I think that was wonderful. I think that everybody should do that. Could do that simply. Don't have to put out money. This point of just maybe this conversation or open the door. Or, or even just, or even just, put your mantra every day. Everybody should out there listening in your listening area should have that mantra: "Say la vie, say la vie." So when times get tough and start struggling, say la vie. But I, but I haven't heard I haven't heard you play it on the air yet. What's up with that, player? I'll I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I gotta take a break, Lamone. I got I got a I got a big break here. I gotta take before the news. Okay, I was going to tell you about who I'm going to go see this weekend. Maybe a, uh, Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. No. I might go see them. That's, that's, so that's nice. kind of nice. You know? It's a little late it's in the season for the Four Seasons now, but. Well, as long as, as, long as the band's still together, they're still alive. Yeah. And Frankie Valli's still singing, you know. And it's not like it's going to be. It's not like it's uh, like it's like kids, you know, in the sense that they're now all, all, all computerized and whatnot. You know, it's not like. Is how it was when Tupac appeared. It's, <laughs> right, uh, you know, we're not going to get a Frankie <laughs> Valley hologram. <laughs> well, not yet. You know, I've, I've seen worse. I've seen stranger things happen. That is true. All right, you I got I got to hold you there though. You you have a great day. Uh, have you talked to Sister Steady? Have you not you yet? Call? She hasn't called in yet. See, but stay tuned. She was still doing other other messages. Other have you seen other? I, I I haven't. I haven't. I got I got to go, Lamone. I got to take the break. All right, we'll be right. <laughs> and it's time to go into the newsroom now and get all the headlines of the day from Ariel Dorsey. Mother Nature is showing no mercy on much of the country as over 800,000 homes and businesses were without power Tuesday as severe storms rolled across the eastern U.S. Thousands are still without electricity this morning, especially in New York, where nearly 150,000 customers are experiencing outages and in Pennsylvania, where over 110,000 are in the dark. 
House Republicans are considering holding Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress today for defying a subpoena to appear for a closed-door deposition. Republicans subpoenaed the president's son as part of their investigation into the Biden family's business dealings, but Hunter Biden says he's only willing to answer questions publicly. The House Armed Services Committee is launching an investigation into Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's secret hospitalization. Republican Mike Rogers says Austin must provide information about whether he directed his staff to keep his hospitalization under wraps. Austin was admitted to intensive care last week due to complications from prostate cancer treatment. NASA is delaying its upcoming Artemis 2 and Artemis 3 missions. The agency said Tuesday the Artemis 2 launch will be pushed back from this coming November to September of 2025. The Artemis 3 mission, which aims to put humans back onto the lunar surface, now has a September 2026 launch date. X, formerly Twitter, says it's launching peer-to-peer payments this year. The Elon Musk social media company made the announcement Tuesday and said the new feature will unlock new opportunities for commerce. Musk has pushed for X to become an everything app since he bought the company in 2022. And Scorpions drummer James Kotak is dead at the age of 61. Kotak joined the band in 1996 and became the first American to play with the German rock legends. He also played with several other metal bands, including Warrant, Kingdom Come, and The Cult. In sports, the Bruins fell 4-3 to the Arizona Coyotes in overtime. David Pasternak, Jesper Bokvist, and Jake DeBrusque each found the back of the net. Linus Elmark stopped 32 of the 35 shots he faced before leaving the game in overtime with an injury. Tomorrow night, the Bruins will visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Tennessee head coach Mike Vrabel was fired on Tuesday. The Patriots are rumored to be the favorite to land Vrabel if they decide to move on from Bill Belichick. And a pair of starters are questionable as the Celtics face the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. Kristaps Porzingis is dealing with the right knee contusion and Drew Holiday is managing a right elbow sprain. Al Horford is also listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody, on this Wednesday morning. The rain will taper off. Windy conditions will prevail. Rhode Island reporting a strong gust of 43 miles per hour and New Bedford 45. As we head into the afternoon hour, we could be seeing some sunshine. Temperature will fall into the 40s with cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, we're expecting dry conditions as we await the next storm system as we head into Friday overnight and Saturday. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
probably the best song that I've ever heard that is about Superman. Well, actually, it's about Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen's Blues by the Spin Doctors. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in app chat messages and open line voicemails. Although, don't wake up and be negative and just send stupid stuff in app chat messages. Grow up, childish people. Well, you know what? If you want to say those kind of things, call in and say it to me on the air. But really, if you don't like what you're hearing, just go listen to something else. Get, tune into another radio station. I don't care. So all my friends that are hosting shows against me now. <laughs> go out there and talk to the ball. Go listen to the ball. I don't care. Come back and listen later on. Today, Brian will be in for Chris. But then I was, I'd say normally, you know, come back and listen to Chris at 9. But Brian will be in for him today. Uh, he should be back tomorrow. The uh, the main story of the day, as I mentioned, uh, as reported by New Bedford Light, is that Andrew O'Leary will be the permanent superintendent of New Bedford schools, which I like the idea of having an internal hire here. You know, there was a lot of folks who, when Thomas, Han- Thomas Anderson was hired to be the superintendent following all of the controversy with uh, Pia Durkin, there were a lot of folks who said, you know what we need is we need somebody from inside the department to be promoted internally. And you don't always have the right candidates, but if you have the right candidates, I'm a fan of saying, you know, promote from within. I've been in that position in jobs before where I thought that I was working my way up to a position and then somebody comes in from the outside. So I think anybody would get discouraged in a situation like that. I don't know. I I don't know how much of a pool of talent any school department can have for potential superintendents. But here in New Bedford, they had one. And they made the right move in naming him the permanent superintendent. Somebody who I think, from all accounts, gets along with the teachers, gets along with the union, certainly gets along with the powers that be in the city, with the Mitchell administration, and that the school committee is strongly in favor of. There were members of the school committee back when he was named the interim superintendent that said we could just name him the permanent superintendent, and I'd be fine with that. So I think you've got that right candidate and a great number two in Darcy Onks behind him. So you've got people here already that can fill those roles. And I think it means something to those who work alongside and under them to say, we're going to promote one of our own here. Not to mention the great work that he's done just in this whatever, six months or so that he's been the interim superintendent, but also in the time that he's been in New Bedford. Helping to take on some of these big financial projects that the New Bedford School Department has had to take on, like building the central kitchen, like getting funding to build new schools. Andrew O'Leary was the guy who was working on all this stuff, and these things are going to come up in the future. There's going to be more schools that need to be replaced. There's going to be more amenities that need to be upgraded. 
And to have somebody that has that deft hand when it comes to plotting the finances of that is a huge, huge help. But think about it. Think about all the elementary schools that are going to have to be replaced, if not now, certainly over the next 20 years. There's already been calls to replace New Bedford High School, a building that's 50 years old, but that is outdated. There's been discussion about perhaps building a second vocational school. I remember talking about that with then City Council President Linda Morad when she would do the regular Friday segments on the program. That came up at one point where she said she would be in support of the building of another vocational school or the expansion of, of Greater New Bedford Voc Tech. So you could be seeing a lot of change in the school department over the next 20 years. And, and I'm not saying that I expect Andrew O'Leary to stay in that job for 20 years, but maybe he does. But certainly he'll lay the groundwork for getting those projects underway. And if you look at other municipalities, and you know maybe not so much cities, but certainly a lot of the suburban towns, you see a trend. And we talked about this when, when Thomas Anderson stepped down to, to take a job in his hometown that you don't really see the 30-year the superintendents anymore. You know, the people who are in the job for 20, 25, 30, in some cases even more years, depending on how far into their life they want to work, you don't really see that anymore because it is the kind of job where you come in and you get things in motion, you make the changes that need to get made, and then maybe you're looking for another challenge. Or maybe someone else wants to have that same type of turnaround you've just created and they're going to pay you some more money to do it. So I think you're going to see that role. It's kind of like CEO of a business. You don't have CEOs where if you do, if you know, say it's a family company and the CEO is somebody that's in the family all the time, but they'll bring in a CFO that comes from somewhere else. They come in for a certain amount of time and then move on to something else because they're highly sought after for the work that they've done. It's just the nature of those types of positions where people see the success that you've had. They want some of that success for their own company or school department or whatever it may be. And so they want to grab you up and see if you can do the same thing. Right? Sports, it happens all the time in sports. General managers... They, head coaches even, they, they get brought in based on their success somewhere else and, and maybe they repeat it or maybe it's just a matter of you kind of say, well, there was just other factors involved. I think we're going through that right now, you know, to use a sports analogy with people that are questioning, is Bill Belichick Bill Belichick without Tom Brady? He hasn't proven it in New England. So I think you're going to see more of that type of superintendent. And, and I'm not saying that Andrew Leary is that type of superintendent. He could be here for a long, long time. But that's the nature of that position now.
And I think if you did a nat- national search anyway, first of all, you probably would have come back to the guy that's already here. But if you did bring in somebody from the outside, you'd be in the same situation in five or six years where you're looking for somebody else. And and you know what? The decision makers for that, the school committee and the mayor as part of the school committee, could be just fine with that because they also understand that that's the nature of things too. I heard some expression when Thomas Anderson stepped down about, if I remember correctly, it was a matter of, you know, people expected that there would be turnover eventually. Again, nothing to do with him as a person, but having to do with the nature of that role. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break and be back in a few moments. You can also send in those app chats and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And uh, if you are heading out to start your day and you want to fill up with something good before you get out there, well, swing by just another Phoenix on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth and have some of their fantastic breakfasts. You know what? I could go for an omelet today with some of their really, really good home fries over there. Again, you know, when you go to a lot of places, home fries are an afterthought. And, and that's disappointing because it's one of the things that you can get at a restaurant that most people don't make at home. So unless you're buying a bag of frozen home fries or, you know, something along those lines, it's, it's hard to get like the really good homemade hand cut home fries like you get at just another Phoenix and too many places just, it's just a, an, an add on thing. It's no, no different than you know, the garnish that they're putting on the plate, but not at just another Phoenix. They take their home fries seriously and you will know it when you bite into them. They're delicious. And uh, so, yeah, a nice omelet and home fries sounds like the perfect thing. And yes, you can get all your favorites, your ham and cheese omelets, your bacon and cheese, just cheese, vegetable omelets, whatever it is. They'll stuff it with whatever you want, but they also come up with creative and innovative omelets. Things like a meatloaf omelet, or an Italian sausage omelet with marinara sauce. They come up with things that you never would have thought you could put inside some fluffy folded eggs. But that's what's so great about Justin of the Phoenix. It's that creativity. You could go there every day for breakfast and always have something different. And if you don't have time to stop in and have something for breakfast, you can get those omelets and their entire menu through their drive through window. So stop by, get it, take it home, take it to work, take it to school, take it to wherever you want to go, wherever you need to go, and enjoy that full, delicious, just another Phoenix breakfast anywhere. But if you've got the time, hang out with them 
inside the restaurant. It's a great atmosphere. Lots of fun people to talk to. But if you don't want to talk to anybody, they'll leave you alone, too. If you want to just go in with your newspaper and sit and have some quiet time, you can do that as well. Just another Phoenix, Fonz Corner Road in North Dartmouth. I also want to tell you about something else that's happening. It's coming up on Monday. Now, Monday is Martin Luther King Day. And as part of that, the Zyterian and some local organizations are inviting students to come out to a free HBCU college fair. Now, HBCU is historic black, uh, you know, historically black colleges and universities. So they're going to allow you to talk to people who are HBCU graduates. You can learn about some of the scholarships that are offered at these schools. And you can experience HBCU culture with the cast of Drumline Live. So if you've been thinking about going to an HBCU, if you're not really sure, uh, you know, all about it, because, you know, many of them are, are away from here. So you might not get the chance to actually go and visit the campus and see them for yourself. This is a chance to find out about the HBCU experience right here in New Bedford. It's happening on Monday, January 15th, Martin Luther King Day from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Andrea McCoy Rec Center in New Bedford. So you can register and find out more at Zyterian.org. So hopefully uh, you can get out there and check that out. Okay, take one final break in the hour. We'll be back in a few minutes. Um.